Christopher. No, either either's fine. Nobody's ever called me Christoph, but I'll take it. Because <laughs> it was with a K. Yeah. So first, thank you for coming on. Oh, no worries. So I always like to do like a little pre uh, thing. I do edit these. If you say something, you're like, eh, I probably shouldn't have said that. You just hit me up and I'll take it out. No, no harm, no foul. I, uh, I don't like to put anybody in hot water and I don't want, uh, you know what I'm saying, right? I don't want to lose my job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we- I, I'm, I'm okay. I, I, I've got a pretty big mouth. So, um, but I've never got myself in hot water as well. So it I, should be, it should be fine. There's definitely a aura of secrecy within this band. So some people yeah. are some people are extremely open. Yeah, I'll talk all all day, and and some people are like, I don't. The band won't let me, and it's 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 weird who says they can talk and who says they can't talk. But yeah, then, I mean, I mean, from my perspective, I'm. It's it's like any contract. You're um, you know, the contracts are just like you. You're not allowed to, you know, like get the band into shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like and it's the, just it's just common sense. Like all, all film contracts are the same. You know, they just like don't shoot your mouth off about um, things that we we're doing, and it's it's about it's that. As far as I know, there's nothing. Uh, you, you know what we do is, or what I do anyway, is fairly basic. You know, and I, I'm allowed to to talk about how I work. You know, fair enough. <laughs> we'll yeah. get- We'll get, Fair enough, we'll, yeah. we'll get into it. And again, for, uh, firstly, I'd just like to say thank you. I'd say 90% of my guests have been, have worked with Tool, at least on some level. Uh, main, okay. ma- mainly art influenced. Uh, I'm doing a lot of the poster artists. I think you're the first director, by the way. So thanks. <laughs> oh, okay. No worries. Well, good to, yeah, no, thanks for asking. For everyone listening, this is Dominic Hailstone. I said that right, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like the rocks that fall from the sky yeah yeah um, yeah. <laughs> uh he has done quite a few quite a few things with tool over the years uh specifically lately you directed the opiate two music video yeah and before we get into that i just kind of want to get a little bit of history on you and you know how you got individual effects and directing and how you got involved with tool that's a tricky one to answer. I mean, I've, I've kind of been obsessed with horror films my whole life, not so much anymore. So I was, I was making films where, I mean, the first we, we had a video camera in our house when I was a kid. You know, my dad uh, managed to pick one up, like a secondhand one, and we. So I was always making films, and then when I was at school, I was making films and monsters, and then when I left school, I made films and monsters. <laughs> So, like, you know, to me, it was just like, I, you know, all I can say is I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, you know. And, you know, that now down the line, it's it's like been 30 years now. I mean, everything's kind of changed so much. But I started off as, you know, as an effects guy. I was going to say I transitioned into making films, but I didn't. I've always made films. <laughs> so it's more of a case of, of putting those films online or, or sending them out to people and then getting jobs, you know. So, I'm a film school dropout. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> right? Uh, I do yeah. short films myself uh, on occasion. 
I'm, I'm just curious, uh, did you do any formal film training at all? No, no, not at all. Like, um, what was the fire? Like, what was the first thing? Or like, I want to go in this direction. <laughs> Some, something, Man, had to hit, something had to hit you. Like, yeah, yeah, it did. I mean, I can tell you the things that hit me. Like, uh, Doctor Who hit me. Okay. Um, Monty Python hit me. Uh, like, uh, Tintin, the comic book, that hit me. Pretty, pretty big. Uh, the first films that, that hit me. I mean, the, the first time I wanted to be a director was like, I saw a documentary on Steven Spielberg when I was in I think in 1981 and it, you can still find that online I think it was an arena documentary a BBC documentary and you know it just it, it showed him like having fun and I think he was directing Raiders of the Lost Ark or something and I was like I, that's what I want to do it just seemed like playing with toys you know right and you get to- <laughs> which it kind of is you know like so I mean definitely Jaws and definitely uh, The Evil Dead the, the original Evil Dead film and Same definitely name. Dawn of the Dead okay okay because obviously with those two films, there are, I mean, heavy practical effects. I would say unrivaled to this day, some of those things. <laughs> I think the only movie that, Which I one? With, with- that would come close would maybe be, um, what is that, uh, Peter Jackson first film? Uh, oh, like Brain Dead or, or yeah, Bad yeah. Taste or something. Yeah, yeah. That one. Uh, yeah. That one's up there for me with the practical effects. But um, yeah, yeah. But it was those films. It was the, the films of the early eighties where it was they were all body horror films. And you know, it's like American Wealth in London, the thing. Yeah, um, the, those early transitions. Because obviously, if if you if you watch any of your stuff, there's there seems to be a lot of metamorphosis going on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you can easily see, you know, the correlation between something like American Werewolf in in London. Uh, yeah. That that was one of the first metamorphoses uh, in film, right? I, I wouldn't say the first one. I don't think. I think there was a different werewolf one, but there wasn't many before that. I'll tell you that. Well, you know, I remember it's weird. Like the Howling came out, and then American Werewolf came out, and everyone was like, the Howling got there first. You know, Rob Bottin, he did the effects for the Howling thing. You know, he, he got there first, but he didn't get there first in terms of where I come from. You know, I'm from the UK. And they released American Werewolf in London here first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it's set in London. So, sure. like, it was a big film here. It was huge here. And it was, you know, it's essentially like an English film, although it's got an American director. So it, it was a big, that was a big deal. And I didn't see The Howling until a lot later. That was a, a total game changer. I, I still watch that film regularly. I love um, the ending of that movie. It just seems to come out. Of, it just seems to come out of nowhere. Well, it's the it does, but it's perfect. It's the it's the ultimate ending for like this is a horror film. This isn't a happy story. But right. how did you think this was going to end? Right. <laughs> you know, Just like, we've had some laughs along the way, but it, we're 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 at the end now. And yeah, and this clandestine group you know? is going to come out and murder everyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So again, you're watching these, uh, you know, what are these mid '80s horror films, and you decide I'm going to try. So where where do you start experimenting? But if, I mean, again, it was like the, my first experiments were with <laughs> with is Jaws, you know, like okay. that was when I was eight or nine. So I made it was George and uh, George George uh, Jaws and um, uh, Clash of the Titans, you know. So I remember, like, you know, I taped my sister up with I taped my sister's legs together, you know, with <laughs> with like plastic 
with black uh, bin liners, you know, so okay. she would be Medusa. She had a snake, you know, and then I'd fight her as Perseus with a plastic sword or whatever. <laughs> and then with Jaws, I made a, a cardboard shark. I mean, I didn't. I made three cardboard sharks. I made the, my first attempt, which was rubbish, and then I slowly got better and better until eventually I had like a cardboard shark in my in my room, which is what I wanted. I wanted a big... I wanted to be eaten by Jaws. <laughs> you know? so, how, how big was or, or this? Or have uh, my friends being eaten by Jaws, you know, whatever. So, How big was this shark? That's kind of how I got started. It was all being made out, everything was made out of cardboard. Yeah, you, you gradually learn. There's sort of books you could buy. There were about two books you could buy. And then, you know, my mother bought me some clay and, you know, you learn to sculpt. And, you know, you, you know, you know how to learn how to do it properly. But, and this um, is kind of before any, YouTube and stuff. So you, you Oh yeah, it was you, you're 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 going completely on instinct. Yeah, well kind of. There were two books. There was one called uh, How to Make a Monster and then there was Tom Savini's book, which is The Grand Illusions, you know, which both books are excellent. And especially Grand Illusions is like a bible to many many people. That's um, that's a Tom Savini one, it, right? Yeah, the Tom Savini book. And I mean Tom Savini's just a god. Yeah, you know, he's he's like he's, the, he's beyond the uh, effects. Yeah, he's the uh, you know? godfather of uh, practical effects. I am just as as excited as talking about Tom Savini as I get talking about Tool. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, you know, Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> movies, yeah, the original Dawn of the Dead, yeah, Creep Show, <laughs> yeah. Day of the Dead, yeah, all of them. But he he's beyond an effects guy. You know that that guy is. You know, the, the thing that Tom Savini taught me is that it's not it's not always about talent. You know, like he's not the most talented. He's not Rick Baker, you know. But with Tom, what you got was just amazing. Or Mr. Savini, you know, <laughs> I've never met him. You know, it's like I've, it's a, just this amazing generosity and the magic tricks that he used, you know, like showing you how things are done and why they're done that way. And, you, you know, that that's invaluable, you know, rather than... He, with that book, he was like he was inviting you into his house. It wasn't like he was boast, boasting about what he did, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of that stuff can be very dry, and it's people like going, "Oh, we did this and we did that." But with Tom Savini, it was just like, "No, we got peanut butter and we used things in the fridge." And <laughs> you know, right. and, it, and, it, and me, if you just seen The Evil Dead, that's what you wanted to hear. You were like, "I want to know that I can make a feature film." With things from my fridge and plasticine, with, you know, and with, she, with, with you corn know. syrup and jelly, and yeah, I think, yeah, 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 exactly. I think uh, what you, uh, what I, what I think you're getting to is that it showed you that anything was possible. You know, mm. it, it wasn't this um, big mystery that only a few people had. Like there, whether it's Rick Baker or Tom Zavini, I'm sure Rick Baker is using peanut butter and jelly as well, but. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. just not. Te- he's just not telling you he's doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, he probably would, but, but you yeah. know, it's more. But it comes from like the George Romero thing. It's like, what you mean? I can go to a shopping mall after hours and shoot a movie. Do you know what I mean? It's no, like, I, uh, <laughs> I, I have a a full length feature film that I never released because it's it's a little too. Uh, it's not done, but I there's a school shooting involved in in. <laughs> A high school yeah. let me shoot there with their after-school program uh, for for nothing. I mean, they they were oh, completely wow. on board, 
And one day there will, in America, there will be a time where hopefully school shootings aren't a huge thing and uh, I will be able to release the movie. But until yeah. then, uh, until then, I'll just keep it in the bank. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah. It just never seems the, quite the right time. Uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, it's, it's a bit too frequent, isn't it? It's more uh, like I, shot, I mean, there's nothing. The, the problem with doing a school, a high school shooting movie, I, I think, is that, that I get. I mean, sorry, but it's sort of like they're so frequent that you can't get to say anything in between because everyone's always talking about them. If you know what I mean, so. And not only that, mine is like kind of satirical, which uh, just there's never there's never a there's never enough time in between, <laughs> to, you know. No, but, but uh, no, no. If you're taking a piss, then no, you're you're. I mean, yeah, you be. I mean, you've got to do it like South Park. Just it was fucking release. <laughs> I, I guess, and, and I shot it in 2013. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's been that long of just kind of like, can we do it now? Can we do it now? Uh, let's wait. <laughs> this, <you know. laughs> um, yeah. n- nonetheless, we'll get. I'll get off. Tr- I'm getting off track. Um, well, good luck. I mean, no, good luck with it. I mean, you thank know, you, thank you. I'd like to see that. I mean, I'm up for any dark comedy. I'm uh, like, I like it's, that. I love it. It's not good. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll I'll set up a Google Drive and I'll show you. I haven't shown many people, but uh, n- nonetheless, uh, I'll get kind of back on. Uh, so you're you're doing these experiments and you're you're honing in your craft with you know pretty much books and your own you know intelligence and wherewithal. When when do you start uh, going? Wow, I'm pretty good at this. I mean, last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, literally, like, you're like, I mean, you're, it's kind of like, um, you do, I mean, the thing is, you do have to pinch yourself because you do a lot of work. You know, you, you're not on a feature film, you, you do a shit ton of work and then you might never see that film or sure. you might see it in two years or whatever. So, like, doing the tool visuals, for instance, you know, I'm there like, a couple of weeks ago and I've seen them before big a few times you know when they're they're playing live and you sort of are looking at it and you're like yeah yeah this is you're looking at it critically and you're like oh that bit needs changing and this bit needs changing and then suddenly you realize that you're there watching it with like you know 15,000 people or however many it is and you do have to pinch yourself because they are all enjoying it (laughs) oh definitely (laughs) I mean I was I was I was at the last show uh in uh, Budapest, Hungary, mm. and you know they, they. I'm trying to remember when the last time they played opiate. Uh, I think it may have been the show before at Prague. You know your images are up there, uh, obviously yeah. from the. I yeah. don't know. I don't know how many of those images are your images uh, throughout the entire set. Maybe I. So can they're ask. like. <clears throat> there's about like. Um, I mean, it, it. To be honest, it varies. Show to show. Like day to day, it, you know, it, it it does it literally varies day to day. Uh, there's a lot. I've done a lot of work for them. I mean, I would say that the the show that I saw at O2 is, um, it's either two thirds mine, or like it's so created by me, if you know what I mean. So it, most of the stuff is just mine, but then like Breck, who does the visuals live, sure. you know, some of that is his like completely his you know and then 
what I do is I hand over my visuals to him and then he'll augment them and sort of mix them in interesting ways. And he's doing that uh, live. Is, yeah, and Breck's okay. doing that live. That's uh, Breck Haggerty, Breck and Rich Haggerty. But but that's the stressful part. Whoa. You know, that's that's something that you know, he's he's literally, you know, playing the thing. Um You've got him, and then you've got uh, Mark and Scott. Mark Jacobson does lighting, and then Scott Wilson does the lasers. You know, so they're all like layered on top of what I do, and I'll send. And also, there's like um, we've got a couple of other artists in this time. There's a guy called Reinfected Me, who's this uh, guy called Marcin Hospice. I think is his surname. Sorry, Marcin, if I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> and Fractal Gods. Uh, this guy Luke. Uh, and uh, also De- Deborah Sheedy as well, who we uh, who did the fear inoculum, um, the vinyl, the vinyl. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, often we'll have. So she's got some visuals, and it's my job to compose them for the, you know, the live screens. You know. So it's, it um, it seems like a very unique because I've watched your videos. Uh, you know, you're, yeah. I've watched the eel. I watched the ISIS music video. Uh, the one you did about 10 years ago, uh, it's about a minute and a half, kind of like, I forget the name, I'm, uh, excuse me. Uh, it's, worry, it's just uh, like the sphere, it's the yeah. sphere that goes through uh, almost like a circle shadowy thing for about a minute and a half. Um, <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't, I can't think of many uh, directors that I would know of that have the opportunity i guess to work with the this such specific band and i and i don't mean like tool in general but just okay you're you're you do visuals and now your visuals are in front of you know thirty thousand people not um, not that many live bands have these kinds of visuals in general is what is what i'm getting at so uh it just seems like a very unique situation and uh I'm I'm just kind of curious on how that may evolved over the last, you know, tools always have visuals. I've been seeing them since 2004, 2005. Mm. They've always had visuals, but it wasn't until like I'd say the last 10 years where they really kicked it up and really started yeah. incorporating lasers and and I'm I'm guessing your images. So I'm I'm just curious how that relationship came about as much as you're allowed to talk about. Well, I mean, I think I'm allowed to talk about it. It's nothing. There's nothing like. I mean, I mean, it's it's funny because you you know you're like oh there's, there's a secrecy around the band and all this and uh, I mean I guess there is but it's more. I think that that comes out from the freedom that they give us, you know? or at least they give me. Okay. You know, it's more like if you're doing something. I mean. It's very, I mean, you have to understand, you know, I come from a film background. So in film, especially in special effects, 95% you won't, you, you'll work for months on things and they won't get used, you know. So for me, for anyone to see my stuff is amazing. Sure. Um, and when you're given a lot of freedom like that to do, you know, to do these visuals, you kind of, you know, you just, you do them and then you, send them off and then hopefully the uh, best. <laughs> yeah yeah and that's it you know you, it, it might get cut you know but you 
I mean, most um, the majority of the work that I've done for Tool hasn't been seen for the, the background projections and might not ever be seen, you know, um, because it's not good enough. <laughs> you know? Okay, okay. So you're like, you know, you're constantly building things and layering things as the tour goes on and that we're constantly coming up with new, um, you know, just new things to do. For me, it's a, it's just an ongoing process of like, well, how can we improve this? Mm-hmm. Or how can I improve my section? You know, how can I make my section like, and there's considerations. It's like, how does that fit in with the lighting and the lasers and, you know, and, and most of the time you don't, we don't really, you know, we go on instincts, if you know what I mean. Sure. It's sort of like, yeah. <laughs> Again, me coming from a film background, and, and you show mm. some somebody something you've created, you're like, oh, here's this short film. And they go, well, that must have been super planned out. And in your back of your mind, is like, no, not at all. Not even a little bit. I, yeah. I filmed uh, this, this these shots, and I had a plan with what I wanted to shoot. But as for editing it, it's all like, I hope this goes together here. I, I hope I plan this correctly here. And yeah. Uh, you know, you put it with the music and it cuts a little bit better and, and you're like, all right, well, I missed this. So maybe I can do something with a, a different shot. And it, nobody knows that kind of blight like a director and editor, I don't think. Uh, you're just no, you, you're just yeah, taking in it, it, you're taking in everything all at once as opposed to building yeah. every little piece. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, the outside perception is that there's this, you know, it's, there's a. Uh, you know, it's a, um, there's a, like a mastermind controlling everything. But that's, I mean, you know, the, that's there to a certain degree, but not in the, not in a, but more in a, a feeling sense, you know? I mean, I just, I get the impression working them, they just, they know each other, you know? Sure. You know, it's like if you work together for 30 years, you're going to know each other. So there's, there's not really anything that they can say to each other as far as I'm concerned, or they can say to me that, you know, like, affects much <laughs> you know it's more yeah. like it's more like oh we oh we need something now or we need something in a few weeks and you, you do you do the best you can you know so um, when they but, say you know but having said that that's it's the same as i think the reason sorry to interrupt i think the reason that i get on with adam you know well with the visuals and i do well and i think it's the reason chet did as well is because we're film people and we're effects people you know and we we understand the sort of labor that goes into special effects and also how ultimately they're just used for like a visual thing, you know, and they're not like the be all and end all of the, you know, we, I, I just see my, my job is to serve the music is to amplify that, you know? Sure. Does that make sense? I'm not sure of if course. I'm like rambling. No, no, <laughs> of course. Um, I guess I'm, I'll take a shot at what I, at, condensing maybe what you're saying but uh wow. and i may I may be doing this wrong and if i am i'll just cut it out <laughs> but um, yeah, it's fine. yeah uh what i th- think you're getting at is that uh there there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things and and when it comes to actual visuals uh, the images that you're creating are ultimately to amplify the music and hmm. I guess where I'm getting a, a where my big question is is how you say you get a lot of freedom, but say they're gonna play the song Numa, right? And they mm. go, "Hey, we want some visuals." 
do they just say, hey, we want some visuals? Or do they go, we, we kind of want you to go in this direction? Or like, wh- no. where does that start? No, they're just like, we want some visuals, you know. But like, my, you know, for me, it's a learning process. It's like, you know, I've always, I've done visuals before for bands, but they were always small bands, mm-hmm. you know. So we had one video projector and it, that's a different gig, you know. But my my thing is just like, look, this, this this band, they've been touring for 30 years. They have an established crew. I've got to come in here and like, you know, whatever I do, I can't go, I just come in and sort of start ordering people about. I mean, first of all, that wouldn't work, but it wouldn't work in any situation, but especially with Tool, because they all do their own things. It's all, you know, as far as I can see, it's all individuals, you know, building to be something together. And so, having that core relationship for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like... The well you know, they, uh, Yeah, it's... it's it's like being given so much freedom that you don't know what to do with it almost. Cause like you're asking me the question of like, well, did they do this or did they do that? Whereas I'm like, my questions were, were more like, well, what color is Numa? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I was just like, well, Numa's blue to me. So okay. I think it should be blue. Uh, and that, and then they'd add their colors, you know, the purples and the reds. And then I watched that. You know, and I'm like, oh, that bit doesn't work, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you get to the live show and, you know, something you'd worked on for, like, three weeks, you just be, you really want to see it. And then you're like, oh, that's, that's too much. It's too it's too vivid. Or it's too, you know, it just overpowers the middle of the song, you know. Or, can you, can you? You know, so to me, it's about that. It's about, like, well, how do you fit into what's there? Not, um, uh I think if anyone said like you need to do this, anybody, it would wouldn't work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because yeah. it's uh, it has to be malleable. Yeah. Again, because we're, we're talking about music here, <laughs> you know, and a live yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, Anything can but, happen. But again, all yeah, it's just a, you know, this isn't like unique to the way that tool works. You know, this is like an artist's process. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like. To me, it's just sculpting. It's like, ah, this is wrong. This is right. Ah, the nose is wrong. I'll cut it off and I'll put a new nose on and the eyes are wrong. You know what I mean? It's like, and I can do that forever. You know, like, I mean, people, my friends would contest the paintings that I've never finished, you know, like it was. Yeah. Or films you or, know, you or can, whatever it is. You can always keep Yeah, thinking. yeah. It's just continuously creative. And you know, which is, yeah, which is. I mean, I can't tell you what like a gift that is for an artist because, especially working in film, it's like look, you're you're done if you know what I mean. Like it doesn't usually you just get a deadline and that's done and it gets kicked out of the door. Whereas here, there is a deadline and things do get kicked out of the door. But I've never got the impression that um, they can't be then like redone if you know what I mean. Sure. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I guess in the way the opiate was redone, you know, Agreed. it's sort of, and it's just like they, they'll do whatever they want. <laughs> you know? Is there a specific live image um, that you're extremely proud of that every, when you've seen it, you're like that one. <laughs> no, it's hard to judge because uh, when you see the images for the first time, some of them can be incredibly impressive. You know, if, you know they're projected onto these huge screens, so you you can be like, 
it's usually a case of, wow, that's better than I saw, or, oh, that doesn't work, you know. And um, so... The, the one that stands out the most to me is there's like, and I don't know if this was you or not, I'm, I'm hoping it was, but there's this like eye image that is that kind of melds into like flames, blue flames. That one it just sticks out every time I see it. You see, I don't know. Whenever people describe oh, fair enough. Things, fair enough. I'm yeah. like, uh, there's an eye and there's a tunnel and there's a, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like it, yeah, that's kind of what I do. And yeah. That's what Adam does as well. It's As long as it's sort of meditative and, you know, like. Sure. Um, well, I guess. That's the kind of theme. Well, I guess I'll, I'll transition. <laughs> you're doing, I'm, let me get back to the timeline. You're experimenting, you're starting to create a style, you're doing you know, your own short films. Eventually, you're going to have to meet somebody in Tool or somebody that knows <laughs> people in the band and they see what you're doing. And oh, yeah. How does that relationship uh, come about? Well, I mean, it's funny you should ask that, but like, I was with Adam a couple of weeks ago and someone was asking us that and neither of us could remember. So um, I'm pretty sure that it was through Chet's art. I'm pretty sure it was through Chet. I definitely talked to Chet. He definitely sent me his DVD of his work. Uh, I'm pretty sure Adam contacted me around the time of the year and wrote me a nice email and I wrote one back. Um then what happened was it was just more of a case of like, oh, I'm coming to town. Do you want to meet up? Or like, oh, we should do something. It was something like that. I, I honestly can't remember. I remember like where, where I met him. It was an, an art gallery. Uh, apart from that, it's it's more like, effects people are weird, man. Like we all talk the same language. We all grew up watching the same movies. Sure. <laughs> like, it's like us talking about Dawn of the Dead. Immediately, yeah. you know, you're just like shooting the shit. And I, we've all got... Uh, stupid senses of humor and yeah so we got them pretty well uh the thing yeah i meant to say I, I wanted you to bring up the thing but for some reason it came out because i'm i'm guessing oh, you're I see. right oh yeah i'm guessing you're yeah, a big yeah. fan we just of the thing. the thing yeah i mean the practical effects in that are uh, to me very uh congruent to what you you may be doing just the molding and not quite uh humanoid but also kind of humanoid <laughs> and melty and uh and again, the the stories I've heard with the thing about them melting plastic pens, and I'm just I'm just yeah. I guess where I'm curious is how how you may do your experiments. Like, how do you approach something like um, any random background tool thing, uh, you know, live thing? When you're going to start, what experiments and what 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 is the process? What do you what do you like to play with? Well, we can relate it to opiate too. So they they go, Dominic. We love we love what you're doing. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're we're gonna we're uh, gonna redo opiate too. Uh, I'm guessing they give you complete freedom, right? That's kind of what we were talking yeah. about. Well, kind of. I mean, you know, the um, the freedom you get from filmmaking is never the thing that you want. Sure, if you know sure, what I mean, sure. it's always as you you know, as a filmmaker, it's like um. There's money. You know, time. the budget goes up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing changes. You know, you, you can make a film for nothing. If you, you know, you, you can literally, as far as I'm concerned, you, the same, you could make the same film for a million as you could a hundred million nowadays. There's not much difference in it. Well, the only difference is the actors and all that, how much they cost. So, um, 
with opiate, much the same with uh, pretty much any film. The, the constraints are with the time and the, and the budget. Um, on this, it was more just the time that I had to film it, and with the budget that they gave us, you know. Um, so, and also the track was like twice as long, you know. Yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> so, like a, eleven minutes or something, <laughs> three times. Yeah, it's ten. Film. So you're like. You know me. It's just like, well, how long can I keep it up? You know, <laughs> I mean, literally, it's like, it's it's a real, you know, my my thing was like, it, I'm as far as I'm concerned, like if you if you're going to make a music video, it's got to be, you know, you're going into like an arena there with the best music videos, much like if you, like if you make a film. So I'm like, well, what's the best music video? It, it's Thriller. Yep, no, number and, one, and and. So I've got to compete with fucking Thriller. And I'm All like, right. how, how am I supposed to make something more entertaining than Thriller, you know? Um, That's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Like, it's, I mean, it's impossible. Was that, so, was, like, wasn't that Landis who did that one? Yeah, yeah. It's Landis. So you're like, I mean, he's, you know, he's just a genius anyway. So you're like, well, I'm competing against Michael Jackson and Thriller. And, and I, I'm kind of almost literally competing because it's horror anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So sure. that that's my consideration. Is is like, well, what the fuck is going to go in this bit, and <laughs> how? Well, how do you even start to begin? Like, where where did the without without asking you to uh, explain your art? Because I, I I don't really like to do that unless you want to tell me. I will let you. No, no, no. But there is no explanation. There agreed. is no, none. With me. Sure. Like I will not ever explain anything that I do because it changes constantly. Like, agree. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if I had a sure. point to make, I would you, tell somebody or I would write it down, like, like right in the middle of the screen, <laughs> just big yeah. bold letters. We this means God or whatever. But uh, yeah, but I, I get. I mean, I guess I mean more the technical. You know, you have. Opiate to I know, I know. There's this creature yeah. guy who's evolving. Um, you sit down and you go, I kind of want this to happen. I'm like, I guess I would, I'm hoping well, you might explain that process. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's, it's really boring because it's like, it's to you, but to me, it's completely interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just trying to remember. No, no, no. The process will be interesting. I'm just trying to remember. I don't want to make the like the reason boring, if you sure. know what I mean, because yeah, it's yeah. all very banal to me. It's all, you know. So, you know, like, I mean, what you do is you listen to the music and then you're like, okay, I mean, I have to break this down. So you, you sort of break it down into, you know, I mean, not with tool, but usually it'd be verse course, but, you know, and you're like, okay, I've got this amount of imagery to fix. What would go well here? okay there's a climax here so it needs to climax here and then there's a break you know in opiate so okay i've got to do this break what do we do there and then okay it moves back into something that's fast paced at the end you know Mm -hmm. so i'm like fuck okay it's got to have a real sense of progression up to that point but then it's got to stop and it's got to mellow out and then at the end it's going to kick back into high gear but what what story can i have fits that you know sure and and the guy crawling towards i've always wanted to do it not like this but the i've always wanted to do like the evolution of man you know from mm-hmm. a micro to man i always thought that would be a very cool thing to see uh and so that sort of fed into and i've, I've pitched that before 
uh, a few times in some music video, and no one ever bites because it's just too ambitious and crazy. So uh, it would be like, you know, it's it's that really. I'm just going, okay, well, what have I, what can I do that's similar to like, you know, it's like, well, they hired me for a reason, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah. My stuff's generally quite dark, and so, okay, it's got to fit in with that. Um, but then again, at the same time, it has to, it's got to fit in with the music as well. Yeah, it's just more of a bad, I mean, no, I got, I don't know. It's just kind <laughs> of what enough. I thought about. <laughs> but that's what I mean about, like, what's the meaning of things? I always think it's redundant because, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you it's 100%. The meaning that you have at the beginning of a project is not the meaning you have at the end of it, and you, ever. And your meaning, ever. Is going to, <laughs> your meaning is going to be different than mine. Because yeah. uh, it, just from you explaining that uh, evolution of man, right? Uh, yeah. It immediately clicks in my brain. I'm like, oh, of course. Why didn't I see that? Because what I saw uh, was almost the opposite, where it was the ascension of man, but done... Uh, I, I, I was yeah. thinking this was the uh, same process, just uh, from man to something else. And I, I'm like, oh, obviously, this is evolution in, in general. But again, your process is, your interpretation is going to be different than mine and somebody else's. I, I guess the, again, the question I have is, so you 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 have this basic storyline and, and you are like, all right, I want to, like setting up the sets and how do you choose what what the setting is and I, I guess oh the- okay so I mean I what I do is I do a lot of uh, research usually okay you know and um, it, that goes on continuously and it's it's not just for this it's for just the genuinely things that I like you know? so I've got whole folders full of things and imagery and whatever and uh, yeah know, that's, open that. that's the lane I'm trying to go to how do you choose your yeah, imagery. Yeah, yeah. How do you choose? Like, I want to, I want to do this bright, tentacly, starish thing in the air. Okay. <laughs> How do I okay, do I, that? I tell you what. I mean, I'll, I'll teach you. I'll, I'll take you through a few of the points, and I mean, see if I can come up with some sort of interesting anecdotes along the way. The um, uh, so the set that you see is based around um, anti-landing or anti-tank bollards that they have on the uh, place for the Isle of Brain, which is in the mouth of the Thames, you know, to stop um, boats landing and tanks invading. And so the, all those bollards that you see, are, uh, they look kind of like gravestones. They're uh, actually designed to stop tanks from coming out of that. So I, I saw this place years ago. I loved the Isle of Brain because it's this bleak place in London. So we went down there and we filmed that. And you can see it in this one shot in, of the creature in Opia when it, it's got its back to us and it's getting up, which is shot on the beach. Now, that's literally shot on the beach. So um, the puppet wasn't, but the background plate was. <laughs> so that's where we started. And then I was like, oh, well, what do we do now? You know, and I was like, OK, so I've got that. This looks pretty good. And it's only on one side, you have to remember, because the other side is C. Yeah. So C on one side, and, you know, so I have to double that up, and I do a test. I'm like, oh, that looks good. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so now we build a set. And then I'm like, okay, so the set, I don't want... So went down to the beach, we scanned the bollards, you know, 
um, with a 3D scanner. I got a friend of mine, Tristan, to, uh, to scan them. And, um, and then made different sized bollards, uh, which I sculpted actually, three different sizes, and then figured out how to, how to coat. And it, all of this has to be done cheap, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you literally make these bollards, make some molds, and we're producing them in plaster. You know, it takes about two weeks to produce these bollards in plaster. And then I'm like, this is an old trick of mine. It's, it's basically like, you need, you need a floor, you know, chug down some earth and backlight it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's literally the pretty much the floor of the studio that you see with some earth spread on top of it. And, um, it's incredibly cheap to do, but if you light the thing right, you, you get, you know, it looks kind of cool. So we, we've got this, it's fairly big set, but it's quite cheap, you know? And, um, and then, okay, so what camera do I use? We need it on a crane, really. We need to do some crane movements to make it look, you know, mildly professional. Well, <laughs> you know, can, would you use a, you know, did you use a Ari or a Red or? Oh, God, no. I can't, to be honest, I can't remember. We used a Sony camera. Okay. Um, we used to like deliberately, I was like, I want some shitty lenses on. Okay. So I got this, I did, did, digital to me is still too sharp. And um, to be honest, we shouldn't have used lenses that were this shitty, but <laughs> we did. <laughs> and it caused some problems in post, but I like that. I like any problems are good, you know, that it, that to me, that's just nature telling you weird bokeh and artifacts it. and stuff that probably yeah yeah, yeah yeah. I mean, if you look, if you look, all <laughs> all of my stuff, you will see, including the tour video, you can see hands and lighting stands and all sorts of crap. You know, yeah. like um, that. That's not something that I really care about. It's it's it, just not important. No, um, and especially but, uh, for the first time you're watching it. I mean, if you're going to watch it a hundred times, you'll find the lighting stand. But sure. uh, the first time you're watching it and you're get, taking it all in, and which is the best part, and what you're really sure. doing, uh, nobody's going to see it. <laughs> I mean, no, I think that's no, but you should. To me, I like I love that stuff in mm-hmm. movies when you're like you see something that you're like, oh, that's fake. Yeah, and you realize that you had sucked in for the first few times you watched it, and you know, and that to me is the magic of it. That it's, it, I, I can put it very succinctly. To me, the magic of films is just is Bruce and Jaws. You know, mm-hmm. it's just Bruce. It, it's like the film has to be good enough that you can put something as shit as Bruce in it, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and, you know, you can have Richard Dreyfus pop up at the end of Jaws and go, oh, I was just down there all the time, you know, and you're like, ah, it doesn't matter. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just no, yeah, it's it's shit. Like, I, it's, you know, there's, there's really bad things in Jaws, but yeah. it, the film is so good that I think the, it, the that's what you should aim for, you know? <laughs> agreed. It, uh, the shark broke down, like, what, the first week of production and everything yeah. they wanted to use it for, uh, they just couldn't, so... Or even like the, uh, what is it, James Cameron's Aliens, where they only had about four or five aliens to it, and they, yeah. you know, they made it look like a hundred. Yeah, uh, that, that to me is the magic of it. It's not, you know, CG to me is like, um, just animation. Looks good. Yeah. You know, it looks good. It looks great, but it's not. There's no it, soul. To me, that's like watching. Yeah, to me, it's like watching Doctor Who. I'm like, you know, I grew up watching Doctor Who and the, the set shook, you know, and 
the, the monsters look fake and rubbery, and now they look CG and fake. So you how, know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. like I don't. I've never been convinced by a CG film. I don't think really. Yeah, no, I, I think mean, they're cool. Yeah, but I don't. I don't really like them. <laughs> It, and if I am being fooled by the CG, it's usually something really subtle, like somebody's reflection or something. Uh, hmm. It's not like a full-on character universe uh, that uh, fools me. It's really hard to explain somebody's art. I've noticed doing this podcast, by the way, uh, when you're like, "All right, how did you make this thing pop into this thing and spread out with like ink-wise?" And were you trying to make it look embryotic? Uh, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right um, yeah how when you were making opiate 2 did you watch any of their previous music videos or any of those influences on on this one no i mean i've seen them sure but i've seen them all years before you know so um you know i i wasn't into i got into tool when i was about 30 if you know what i mean uh, like i'd heard them before and i'd seen them on mtv and stuff and i knew Adam was an effects guy, you know, because all effects guys kind of know each other to sure. some degree, yeah, if you know what I mean, because it's a very small community. But um, I didn't, you know, I was, aware, I was definitely aware that it should fit into the, the narrative of the rest of the videos, you know. Sure. And, that, and it did. Like, the idea of, like, this thing that crawls towards the light or whatever, it does, you know, there's a, um, as you said, that does have a feeling of like ascension to it. And I just don't know that, that, that what I found was that when I was making it, you're like, okay, this figure is ascending towards the light, you know, but what I found is that the lie was fucking with him, you know, I agree. And that I was hundred percent. Yeah. And the lie is literally just passing him around. Like yeah. A, like a, a ragdoll. Like a ragdoll, you know, and, and that wasn't really planned. That's not, um, that came out of the momentum of the music, you know? So and you're like, well, so what I'm trying to say is like that, the meaning is then changed. Agreed. <laughs> you know, so anything that you thought of like, Oh, this is about Ascension or whatever. Like at the beginning, when you're making it by the end of it, you're like, well, it doesn't mean that now. No, it means, <laughs> it means whatever Ascension he was just doing, just kicked his fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, exactly. If, if that's what you want to think of it, but literally you know, like, blew his face off. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so when you're, but, but that comes about because I just always wanted to do that. You know, I just was like, I wanted to do that stretched head sort of thing. And, um, so explain that process. Uh, that's uh, it's one of the most iconic images, in my opinion, of that whole music okay. video. So walk me through, uh, if you want to, concept, uh, execution, and result. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just can't remember. I mean, it was like eight years ago, so even longer. This now, is true. Ten years ago. This so, is true. Yeah, so I mean, I could tell you how that was done. That was done in in the Z brush or Z brush, and I I'm not sure if I did any concept for it. I knew what I wanted, but I was like, this is really tricky with sculpts, you know. Mm -hmm. Like what I what I like to do with CG sculpting or Z brush is to try and sculpt things that are very hard to do traditionally, you know. 
like or perhaps impossible to do tradition traditionally because they're too annoying you know too fiddly so with that i was like okay we stretched the head back so i got a head and i stretched it back and then i realized i had to make the teeth and the eyes and you sort of do that and then we had it we had it 3d printed and it was kind of in the early days of 3d printing so we had this guy fly, fly over from germany and we, we looked at all these bunch of 3d printers and we got them all printed at various different places like some were hobbyists you know they printed our stuff literally just some guy down the road and then some of them were printed at professional you know they were printing um cars for blade runner i think when we were there or they were just about to start star wars you know okay so they had all these stormtrooper helmets and i was like ah you're doing star wars and they were like we can't say anything <laughs> <laughs> and they won they we were like yeah but you are and you know and um so that they were all printed there and then we would get them molded uh, I think actually I did all that. So that particular head, Odd Studio uh, did the majority of the puppets, did the show uh, in the first half, and then I did that head and a couple of other things in it. So I molded that and then cast it out and made, and made it, and then we filmed it. It's quite shitty, shitty looking thing. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so at all. No, it looks it looks okay in the video, but I mean it looks good in the sculpt as well. But it was really heavy, so like what what happened was it sort of when things are too heavy, they kind of lose their shape a bit. So it was quite difficult to do that. But um, so that was that was kind of that. And then then once you film it, then I'm like, you have to understand at that point, like when we were filming that that section with the stretched head, I didn't know what that creature was going to look like. The light, you know, the light kind mm-hmm. of with the pans and, you know, the, um, what are they called? The sort of crustacean, like tentacles uh, or claws that it had. Yeah. Like that wasn't designed at that point. So I knew that there was going to be a light there and blah, 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 but I didn't know what was going to happen. You know? But that, it's, it, but I always like that. It, you're like, you're sort of jumping off a cliff. No, I love you it. Know, I love it. Something. Yeah, it's the best part. It's the best part of just going like, I have no idea what's gonna, this, what I'm going to do. So, <laughs> the, again, then this leads me to the next question, which you're going to probably mm. hate. How did you create the light tentacle monster? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that was a light. There was a light on set, you know, so there's always a light on set. Um, Acting as then, the light um, you had in, in your concept. Yeah. Yeah. So... With that, I was like, okay, so I made, we made these hands. I was like, okay, so what do I want to see? Um, what I wanted to see, I mean, I just couldn't do. You know, like, you can do it now with CG, but in, back then it was just too difficult. So I was like, okay, so what can we do? And they're, they're basically just, what you see are hand puppets of, like, imagine, like, witches' fingers, you know, like, really long witches' fingers, and they were printed out in 3d and so when you moved your hands they would move you know they would literally bend and move with your fingers and they were transparent 3d printing material extended your finger out about half a meter or something uh and they were just glove puppets you know so i would film these hands with some light behind them i go oh that looks good uh and then in a computer i would composite that over the light and then there's a couple of other things I would do. You know, occasionally I would add lens flare. You, you yeah. use lens flare just to kind of hide, to join the gaps, really. 
you know, so it's really bright in the center. And you're blending in blending it. Yeah. And then there's other things in there like liquid and um, like there's some other elements like underwater stuff that I'd filmed years and years ago. So I added those. But that was very much like a collage. You know, it was like I just was trying things and I was like, oh, that kind of worked. And I wanted to feel a bit menacing and a bit like, Ugh. yeah, because at the beginning you're like, oh, it's a light, you know, you're just like, it's a light. And then by about the middle, you're like, oh, there's something else there. And then by the end, you're like, oh, no, there's something, you know, there's something up with this, you know. So, yeah, it's just having a sort of restless nature, I think. It's not. Um, it's comforting. I mean, that, to tell you the that truth. wasn't designed. Yeah, it wasn't designed. I think it's it's comforting to know. So you're watching this thing and you're somebody who enjoys tool and art and, you know, obviously has a podcast uh, mm. revolving around that. You see something like the Obia 2 video and you're like, I'm a, again, I make my own films and, and you just have this concept in your brain of like, this is completely out of reach for me. Like, how did this even come about? Like, I could not do this. And then you talk to the guy that makes it and you're like, okay. He's just a normal guy. He's just trying things. He's uh, experimenting and yeah. having a good time. You're like, it's not. I'm, I'm not saying there's not intelligence and talent involved, but I'm saying it's not. Uh, it's you're you're not uh, trying to solve the equation of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like these, nah. these these are doable things that was done on a budget and time restriction, and it came out amazing. So this is not out of anybody's grasp. You know. Again, not saying no. I mean, you're not talented. Or anything. You're obviously com- incredibly talented. But uh, uh, thank you. I mean, it's. I mean, hopefully some of that gets across in the book, you know. And we've got the, you know, the, the two Instagram, you know, this behind the scenes, you know, show it's. You know, these are very small puppets that we film. You know, <laughs> I'm grabbing. I'm grabbing and, the book right now. I should oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're very small puppets that we filmed yeah. and, you know, they're, they're shown in the book. So it, to show people that this, this, the thing that you see isn't this big thing, it's actually quite small, you know, and it was, it was, it's um, very homemade, you know. Yeah. Um, but done with, you know, again, I may be wrong with this, but it's, it's again, it's not rocket science. You know, you're 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 having no. fun. Is is where I'm getting at. You're you're just having fun. You you have a, well, a skill, and I'm sure it's stressful at times. And <laughs> but no, one of the things I mean, the one of the things I will say is that, um, yeah, absolutely. Like fun is the most important part of it, and especially on set when you you've got performers or even someone puppeteering. You know, because you have to have a sense of. Like, for instance, like the cameraman was very good at puppeteering, you know, so we oh, got really? the cameraman, the puppeteer, you know, and certain people you'd think would be good weren't good and other people, you know what I mean? So you're just like, well, you help out wherever, wherever it works, you know, and um, you, but as you said, like the, the important part is, is just getting on and doing it. If you know what I mean? Yes. It's not. <laughs> Um, taking those first steps of like we're gonna go in this direction we're gonna try stuff we're gonna experiment yeah, it, we're gonna have fun and we're gonna get something yeah. 
<laughs> we're going to get if some. there's anything you can say to like a filmmaker is just like look the first cut that you see of your film you're going to want to kill yourself you know you yep like every every single film music video advert that's ever been made the first cut is always awful you know so you just have to have like a really thick skin but you also have to know that it's going to be awful <laughs> and you have to know that it's your job to fix it you know and, it's like um and that's part of the, the talent a, mm. is being able to get that first concept okay this is my rough cut now what can i do with it the talent of a filmmaker is really like one of a huckster you know the best filmmakers are the best they're just good salesmen. I'm not a good salesman, uh, but I am, you know, I could sort of, I can make films um, well, you know, if you let me do them my way. <laughs> I, I would, I would up you one in saying that the good filmmakers are good problem solvers. Yeah. Well, that's all it is. I mean, it's, I don't know about, um, um, God, there's something on the tip of my tongue. I just can't. Like, I'm sorry. I'm umming and ahhing. Take your time. Um, yeah, there was something I wanted to say that was very was to do with um, like letting people just sort of go off on set. You know, I can't remember what your original question was. But, um, I don't think I've had an original question this whole time. <laughs> uh, again, uh, I think I can correlate that to you know, I have a set of questions when I start. But uh, I tell you the truth, as soon as we start talking, it goes wherever it wants. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's, it, these things are like a, uh, like a beast, you know. I mean, I mean, one of the things I will say is that when I'm making something, is I, I always leave about 30% that's not planned, you know. And with, with special effects, you do have to plan. Like with Opiate, it was storyboarded and then it was animatic you know which is an animated version you know but that's that's mainly to tell the crew what we're doing yeah you know? i mean i could be there and then just go oh we're doing this now and you know just be rude to the crew you know because the crew doesn't want to be following your every move do you know what i mean they want to be informed of what they're doing they want it. every day so they need the information to do their job yeah yeah so and that's really tough on something like this because it's so weird, you know. I mean, it, it's tough talking about it, but you're like, oh, could I have that? You know, you had to name the puppets and then people would forget the names. And, so you what, know, you, there's what, no, like, what was the name of uh, the main uh, character, I guess, in this? Well, they've got different, each stage has a different name. So, like, it's like Hibiscus and Horatio and then there's, there's one called Frank Morris. You know, and it's like they've, they've all got given different names by the crew. So, um, I think some of them don't even have names, but did, yes, but those are only so you, you can identify them, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, once you get out there, you just leave, you know, you've got to leave just the time to play, you know, and because that's kind of. It's sort of what the audience wants, you know, and they want to they want to feel, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, anyway, like it, they want to feel the effort that you're putting into it, you know. And however that is, that can be a planned effort, you know, really meticulous planned effort, like a David Fincher movie, or it can be, you know, the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know. But you still feel the effort 
involved and the, the suffering of the people, you know. I, I completely understand. Um, yeah. How involved was, uh, I'm guessing Adam, because I know he art directs on a lot of the other music videos. Mm. Was he there? Or did you talk out anything with him like on a weekly or monthly basis? First of all, how long did this take to make? Oh, it's ages. Uh, it was a couple of years, but it was sort of on and off. So you're like, I mean, the shoot was 21 days. So it's like a, it was a movie shoot, but effects shoots are usually, I think, three to four times slower than a normal, you know, because there's just too much, there's so much to coordinate. So I guess that's what five days of normal shooting. Um, and then, but the thing is, prior to that, the puppets were built. So the puppets were, I mean, the thing I'm most proud of on, in the whole thing is the production and the whole production. Because we had we had people in LA doing um, stuff. We had people in Australia building stuff. We had people in Germany and Spain. We got our body scan, scanned at BDT in Spain. And, um, so we had about five different continents, you know, like, you know, wow. we're all coordinating the stuff, which I'd never done before. And I thought that was really fun. And so, as the director, you're um, hiring and coordinating and hiring the people to coordinate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had an amazing producer on it. This guy called Charles Massa, Charlie Massa. He was incredible. And um, but that was the for me that was the fun part because I had never done that. You know, so we're um, yeah, we're just sort of. I would design the things and then, you know, I talked to a few people about building them. I tried to get it built in the UK and there were too many films being done. So I called up my friends in Australia. They did it. Absolutely incredible job um, at a cut, a cut price rate, you know. And um, yet they then sent the puppets back, you know, and we got stuff from LA sent back and from Germany sent over and then we shot, initially we shot, I can't remember how many days, and then we took a break, and then we shot pickup. Uh, and then after that, it was like a year's worth of posts of me, like, just crying like a baby over my computer screen. I mean, it wasn't a year, it was like nine months, but it was... Um, so you edited, edited it specifically? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I do everything. So, yeah. like, did... 95% of all the work, not to disparage any of the work that was done on the show because everyone's incredible, but 95% of the work is mine. Yeah, you you're know? you're and, you're filming it, you're 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 DPing yeah. it, you're directing it, you're I'm not art directing DPing it. Okay, you're but not yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um the you you maybe I mean, shooting I'm coming up with the overall look of the thing. Yeah. So like it's it's more the, the the just the sheer amount of work afterwards. You know, th- those guys did have a you know Sure. everything up until the shoot and then to deal with the post-production is just hellish you know and there were some things in there I was like I just didn't think it was possible to do uh, we sort of managed it but um, yeah it was very um, it's very tricky <laughs> that last bit the, <laughs> just, the last yeah, question just the sheer amount of work oh, of, of, I, I literally can't even imagine the short films that I've done you know just that amount of work because I do the editing and shooting and stuff as well. Uh, mm. I couldn't even imagine something like this and I have no practical effects. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have no special effects at all. Uh, mm. So I'm not, I'm not doing, you know, just 
people talking and walking and you know that kind of stuff but um do you remember the the first time you saw it completed i saw it completed yeah the first time do you remember that when you were like oh it's it's, it's done no no because i've just been looking at it for like a year so oh, i yeah. was like yeah so i know it was more like i had to go and work on alien you know so sure. i was like all i had to do was I mean, this is a funny story. I had to finish this thing by like January the 10th or something. I can't remember when it was. And, you what, know, what I, year? It's like the, oh, God, I can't remember. 2015, maybe 14, I don't know, something like that. And um, so I come into my room and it's rendering and just like, a, and I'm like, what's that? And there's a fucking cloud in the middle of my room. I mean, literally like a cloud. And I'm looking up, up at it and I'm like, oh, no. And my, my computer's blown up. You know, and it, there was some power. Something went wrong with the power in my room. I had surge protectors, but both my computers blew up. So what the fuck? <laughs> it's five days before delivery. Five days before I had to go out to Australia, I had to get new computers and re-render the thing, and and it was just horrible, you know. And and I went off to Australia, and I got a lovely voice message from Adam telling me how much he loved it, but um. Uh, Do you at least get a sigh like, of relief I, when you get that message? You're like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it was really good. But I don't, um, <clears throat> that's generally not how I work, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm not, I don't do things. I do it for audience reaction. So if Adam's telling me he's got a good reaction, I'm like, cool. But I want to see the audience. You know, I want, yeah. I don't, I, I want, what I want is the reaction of like a sort of, 90 year old man in like <laughs> you know living in scotland in a crag you know like he's yeah, never yeah, yeah. seen a tv so those are the reactions that i want i don't i'm not interested particularly in i'm interested in adam's reaction but i'm not interested in you know like the general tool fan general public <laughs> yeah or tool fans yeah well tool fans are interesting because they either just love it or they hate it you yeah know? like did you, you know have- it's just did you ever do a screening of it, like on a big screen or anything? They did do. I know they did in America. They were talking about it. Um, but I've never seen it. The largest I've seen in projectors are the shows, but those are like recuts. Of the, yeah. They're recuts of the video. So I'm going to be remiss if I don't bring up the the Las Vegas tuck poster that you did. The <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go on. I, uh, so uh, funny story. Um, I've always been into tool. Uh, I, you know, I recently got into the art of it. Uh, I've always been a fan, but that was the first tool poster I ever bought. Um, oh, I, cool. I live in Las Vegas, so, uh, oh, cool. it just so happened to be the first, I'd never bought one before. And, uh, and then later when you get into the, there's this whole universe, uh, when it comes to tools, posters, um, I'm just uh, wondering if you could touch on that that art in general r- real quickly, and you know what the what that process was like. Uh, I mean, the process is just like <clears throat> you know, like, oh, do you want to do a poster? I'm like, yeah. Uh, we need it in a couple of weeks. 
<laughs> then why why that why that image? It's a very uh, a controversial image in the tool poster community. Again, it's kind of like the your opiate two. Oh, very much so. Uh, it's uh, one oh. where people are like, that's they either love it or they hate it. Um, but isn't everything like that with tool? Is you know. Um. Well, you could you could have that argument with anything in life in general, <laughs> but uh, specifically, I, maybe I'm wrong. This but, one, yeah, specifically this one. Uh, <laughs> there's well, definitely some uh, back and forth. Yeah, well, I mean, as my old art teacher said, you know, like put sex in everything, and you, you'll always make money. You know, <laughs> it's um. Did you make you know, that like, image like, specifically for them, or did you have that image previously? No, I've I've always wanted to do a Carly, you know. Okay. I've always wanted to do a, a Carly. That's not Carly, I have to say. It's not like, but but I was like, okay, this is a good example. I've always wanted to do that, you know, multi-arm being sort of tongue out, and you know, that's you know, and it's it's very traditional. And then the guy came in because. There needed to be something there, if you know. It mm-hmm. just was too boring. You know? Okay, it's I love like, it. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> no, thank you. So it's like um, you're talking about the the tuck, <laughs> as it's been called. <laughs> Have you heard this term before? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I hope that I don't mean to offend. So, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was hilarious. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I remember seeing some of the arguments, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck these people are on about. Honestly, I was just like, you know, like they're arguing about the size of his dick, or like it's, yeah, you know. And I'm like, well, if you're being chased by a sort of multi-armed being, you know, who's about to cut your head off, I think you're not going to have a hard on, are you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just seemed like. It seems to, to me, it's like, you know, as a sculptor, I'm like, I, I'll put a dick on anything. I don't care. You know, I'm like, I it literally doesn't mean anything to me. So, although I am aware that it, it does provoke people. It, it definitely <laughs> does. I, I'm i in the same boat as you. I just, I like tool. I like all different kinds of art, whether it be Alex Gray, you, uh, the comic guys that do it. Um, but sure. again, there's always been a special place for that one because it was the introduction i guess for me i always knew of alex gray and stuff but i never owned anything yours was the Mm. first shirt and poster that i owned and wore proudly and it was funny because i have friends that get irritated because i'll go to dinner you're like you're gonna wear that shirt chris yeah i love this shirt (laughs) i have another friend who has that poster in his in his house and we were talking about it recently when I told him I was going to interview and he, he he's like, you know how many times I have to explain to my kid <laughs> why that's up in our house. And I'm like, well, that's your job. That's not my problem or his problem. <laughs> I mean, you know, I grew up with pictures of naked, you know, yeah. like paintings and things in, in our house. So I'm, I'm not, I, it sort of confuses me that art is, you know, like people want to censor it in any way. You I know, com- completely agree. Because to me, it's not, it's not explicit. I mean, it's too stylized to me to be like offensive or anything, but I mean, I'm not the one to talk. I'm not, you know, I, I completely on your page. I have no idea. I, I don't think mm-hmm. 
it's very hard for me to uh, fathom how an image in general, unless it's like, you know, super obviously brutal or hurtful. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, but it, this is, like you said, it's abstract. It's stylized. And then, you know, I just, uh, it, it, people are immature, I, I guess, <laughs> is really what it is. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's so obviously like a statue, isn't it? It's yeah. like, a, oh, sorry. It's so obviously a stylized pose and a stylized, you know, thing. I, you know, to me, that removes, you know, it's like looking at a stained glass window. I'm not, I'm not going to get offended that the stained glass windows, you know, got the crusades and all that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just, I mean, uh, how many, how many, picture, how many Michelangelo uh, statues have, you know, dicks on them? Like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. liked dicks too. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's like, you knew what he was doing. You know, they all, you know, it's, again, it, uh, to me, I don't know. It's just sort of trivial. But if, if the, it makes people annoyed, then good. <laughs> At least there's some, <laughs> like I said, there's some reaction there. It's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. I mean, you do it to get a reaction, and I know, you know, it, again, it's these things, it's sort of like, I guess it's sort of like sorting the wheat from the chaff, you know, just like, do you, do you like, do you like the things that I like, you know? Sure. And, um, Did you end up doing You know, like it's a... very, but I mean, I, as I said, I, I, I can't really comment, but like some of the comments I read, which I just, I mean, just baffling to me, but um I do like them. I do like, <laughs> you know, the, the worst reaction I ever got was someone going, oh, it was quite good, but also quite bad, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck you. That's the worst. That's the worst review I've ever had. <laughs> you, you'd rather somebody just be like, I hate it. It's gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I love it when people hate my stuff. I yeah. love it. It's the best. It's no. like, I you, to, you don't get that now. Yeah. You don't get that. Yeah, everyone's just likes the whole time, you know. You never get people like, you know, they're either likes or they're laying into you for some reason where you're like, I oh, mate, this is definitely your problem. You know, but there's never anyone just sort of being honest about stuff, you know. So the best you know. review I've ever gotten on my podcast was uh one where somebody was brutally honest and it you read it, like I said, and you're like, wow, that's hilarious and true. <laughs> yeah, and I can't stop either. No, no, I'm not going <laughs> to do it any differently than the way I'm doing it. So thanks for no, listening. Exactly. It's like, thanks for listening. I'm glad you don't enjoy it, but you're still listening. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's this, there's this sort of like overarching um, myth that I think humans have that we're in control of our lives, you know. <laughs> And, like, <laughs> and we all like to think that we are, but really we're not. You know, like it, we're sort of just being knocked around. You know, it's not yeah. our own concern. Just uh, like the character in your video. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what I meant in that video as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, uh, the perfect metaphor for life. I think everyone should watch it. <laughs> I will. No, uh, no, I mean, I will pump that as well. <laughs> yeah but it's just you know um yeah i don't know yeah if you can just get on with stuff i think that's just the best the best thing i mean it's hilarious that poster i you know i'm did you have to do did you do like you i know a lot of artists they got like a number of prints and sold them and did like little drawings on them did you do any of that stuff like remarks or did you do like an artist no style? no i yeah i i'm not a, you know i i i'm a, like a working 
designer, you know what I mean? Sure. I, I work on movies and stuff. So, like, the idea of me becoming a shop, and especially a shop for, like, you know, like cool fans. an irate <laughs> fan who hasn't got their merch, is, like, that, it, that if it happened, you know, you know, during a production, when I'm focused on a production, I would literally just be like, I would either forget or I'd be angry that they were bothering me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd just be like, I don't want to deal with it. So I I do want to remark things and do want to be nice to the fans and everything. But the fact is, I'm just, I've am just been ridiculously busy the last sure. two, two or three years, mainly with the tour, you know, mainly, yeah. mainly with doing stuff at all. So it's, they've actually, everyone who's contacted me has been very nice and been like, oh, I totally understand. And, you know, and I hope they do because they will be on sale at some point. Well, I will. But, but I don't have to. I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on because again, that one is very, okay. uh, very special to me. So uh, let let me know when you when you do that one. I will. Uh, okay. I mean, the, the problem with that one is I I'd, I'd be really tempted to just draw like a giant cock on. I would love that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'll do that. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. No, I'll put it know, on my so, wall. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was I like doing that post. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I uh, again, like I, I love that one, and I, I hope it when you do do remarks, they're all just different sized dicks. That would that would be hilarious and write up what everybody needs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nonetheless, I I thank you for coming on. I don't want to take too much more of your time. I could do this all day. But with if you. anything else, you can. Oh, I guess it is. But I need to get my dinner. Sorry, do your wrap up. Sorry. No, no worries. Um, again, thank you for coming on. If you, you would like, tell people where they can find your stuff, uh, videos, uh, art, all that. Okay. Um, I have a YouTube channel. Please go there and see if you can um, bump my subscription rate over about a thousand. <laughs> it's been, I don't have many subscribers, and it's been like that for since I was born, I think. And, um, <laughs> it, um, uh, and I've got a website, uh, dominichailstone.com, uh, where you can find some of my stuff. I don't think there's any tool stuff on there. Uh, my main, the main place you can find stuff is on the Instagram account or uh, opiate two behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, my name, which is Dominic Hailstone. That's the best place you can see my work, I think. Uh, um, I'll post links to, to all those. Uh, last two okay. questions I ask every everybody that comes on this show. Uh, okay. One, do you have a favorite Tool song? I'm guessing it's not Opiate 2 because you probably heard it a gazillion goddamn times. It's definitely not not that. The, um, no, it, no. Um, I don't think I, it's either uh, 46 and 2 or Sober. Like, Got you. It's, it's, that's what it's called because I'm really shit at names. So if the yeah, no, you're if correct. The you're songs correct. are called anything different. Oh, okay. So, like the 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 music, you know, just like the riff of Forty Six and Two in the build up is my favorite. But then sober, like the lyrics, are some of the best lyrics I've ever heard. Agreed. You know, 100%. like sober is, is fucking mind blowing. If you've ever like, you know, got too drunk, 
Skinner. <laughs> or you know, too if high just, or ate too much or literally too anything. High, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that happened to me. You know, I was just for about two or three months. I was just fucked, you know, and, and like, it's very true. That song. It's very good. Very good song. And um, what was the other question? Yeah, uh, so I can't choose between those two. No, yeah. that's perfectly fine. The last question. So, again, I talk about posters and collectibles and art and artists and do you collect anything uh do you collect any art uh, or anybody else's and do you have any yeah i do have some art from artists but it's um or collectibles is there any is there anything you like oh i i I collect this small trinket thing or i don't right i don't collect collect things like i don't like i mean that's that's a lie, right? I do occasionally. I'll buy some vinyl or some um, collector's edition, you know, whatever. And the reason um, I ask that question is, there like a holy yeah. grail that you have, where you're like, ah, I've been looking for this one thing and can't yeah. seem to find it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the thing is, my collections are like, look, I got, I recently got uh, uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. For the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's like that's like the nearest thing I, I've got to a collectible. I collect like art art books, you know, and sure. I collect. Uh, I don't. If there's something I want, I'll buy it. Let's put it this way: I'm a rambling. I'm rambling today. I'm tired. The um, I say I don't collect things. I've got a huge collection of DVDs and movies. Uh, and VHSs and also video games and video game consoles, like huge. Not not uh, like in a collectors, not in cases or anything like that. Sure. Um, I, I generally don't throw things away. So I still got all my Star Wars figures and all that shit. Uh, I, it's not like collect them. My my VHS collection and my video game collection is pretty big. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, uh, Holy Grail. Fuck. Uh, I got. I think what I do have. I have Peter Cushing's, or at least a third, or maybe more than a third of Peter Cushing's, the Hammer Horror Star, his um, makeup kit. Gotcha. I bought an auction. Right. Uh, that's exactly what. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So 25 years ago, I have some of Peter. Cushing, I have, in, in conjunction with Dave Elsie, who's makeup effects guy we bought beach cushing's makeup kit and i've got one of his smoking gloves i've got some cards that he made up for sherlock holmes i've got one of his wigs you know and dave's got like oops sorry dave's got teeth and everything like that so that's the most collectible thing i've got however when we were there in christie's or sotheby's wherever it was uh they had um they had all of Peter cushing's scripts okay like all of them from and like about four boxes and we went through them and you know i held and we read the star wars script the original sure and it said the it said the star wars and on a big sort of triangular sticker and we we looked through it and he had uh he had rewritten pretty much every single line of dialogue so and you saw it in his writing you know in his own handwriting all the dialogue that was in the film and it was written he'd rewritten it and that teaches you a lot about how films are made. But those that box of scripts went for about seven grand. Man. Oh wow! And 
it's you know to this day i'm like we could have bought that and been millionaires <laughs> <you know? laughs> no but i just think that that star wars script i would love i'd love to have that you know and yeah. that was sort of in our grasp it was in our grasp that yeah. shit, you know and and you're like oh Ah, that would have been good. I mean, not just to have a thing to cover, but like just a piece of history. You know? Right. And that, that's kind of um, how I see some of this dual stuff is, you know, it's what I'm into. So it's, it's, mm. it's my history, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I buy, as I said, I'll buy a video game that I've never even heard of before. Cause I was just like, yeah, what? There's another version of ghouls and ghosts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know I've never seen this, but I'm like, I'll go back in time and buy the thing, you know? And uh, or um, kind of old. I mean, not even retro stuff. But just looking around now, I don't know. Uh, nothing. I don't know. I'm not. I don't collect things. No, I, I, I like. I like the makeup thing. <laughs> that's that's what I was looking for. You know, it's personal. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's rare. I have a. I have a couple of original film cells from Back to the Future. Uh, that I nobody cares about, but I like them. <laughs> you know. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, I've got some. I've got some stills from the Aphex Twin video that we did. You know? Yeah, the Chris Cunningham thing. They gave us all stills, clips of sure. the movie. Uh, and on top of that, I've got loads of. You know, I've got like a Chewbacca, like, <laughs> like a cast of the original Chewbacca, like the head. It doesn't even look like Chewbacca. What else? Have I got a Greystoke thing. I've got something from now. Those are all. There's red. all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of. No, that's the kind of stuff I like to. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of more of that kind of stuff because I've got a bunch of that. But you, what tends to happen with that stuff is you go like, oh yeah, I'll, you know, you, you know, you you either steal it from the film or like you get given it or like <laughs> it gets. I mean, usually what happens is that it gets thrown in the bin. Yeah. Or so you know, and people just go around. Do you want this? Do you want this? Whatever. I worked on. Uh... One of the Bourne movies, uh, back, that was, yeah. was filmed in Vegas, and they did what did a, you do? I was really young, so I did uh, pr- production work and stunt rigging. Uh, okay. So uh, one of the only things I ever took off off a movie set was uh, it was like a deck of cards that you know to the <laughs> naked eye, no nobody's going to give a shit about this. Mm. But again, it's just a deck of cards. Yeah, you know? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those things can, it's not, when you're a kid, at least when I was a kid, you were like, oh, what can I take from this film? You know, and then your, <laughs> your heart's beating. Yes. You know, it's, it's like you're thinking about nicking like a pen or something. Exactly. You know? Something no one gives a shit about. And then by the time, you know, I was doing, what was it? I mean, the last couple of films, you know, there's people going, you know, you just don't care. <clears throat> like, I don't, you know, I used to have a, like a Greystoke head from Greystoke, you know, and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's in the shelf, you know, in that cupboard. And I go to the cupboard. I'm like, I know I threw that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, well, why do I throw it out? And you're like, oh, I needed the storage, you know. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like you know, so you, you know, you've been long enough in an industry, and you're like, you don't really want them memorabilia. Anymore. No, um, I mean, you only have so much space. I don't. Yeah, you only have so much space, um, and you only can cover things for so long. I think too before they lose that. Uh, you know. Mm. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing is, memorabilia is only—it's like it's for you to remember either a moment in your life or like, you know, it is. That's what it's for. So yeah. your moment was on set, and most of the films I've worked on are—they're not that enjoyable. So you no, don't want to remember. It's terrible. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
why don't you stand here for eight hours and have this guy yell at you and then you'll move about 10 yeah. feet over and make sure nobody walks past here for another eight hours and then uh, yeah then exactly you're gonna, then you're gonna eat then you're gonna go back <laughs> and stand there for another yeah. eight hours no it's not fun working on movies isn't you know isn't the uh, most exciting thing people don't realize no it's boring so especially on set my nominee boring so the, the memory either has to be a good one from on set or it has to be a memory of something that you a film that you saw when you were a kid you know yeah. like that, like my Peter Cushing stuff like to me that really means a lot you know or whatever the thing that I've I mean, I've got a bunch of things I can't remember what they are but if you've got like a life card for instance you've yeah, got yeah. I've got lots of life I've got, you know it's a Peter Cushing it's a Christopher Lee everyone's got them like Jack Nicholson or whatever and you're like yeah. that's cool because that's an actual representation of that face. And as a sculptor, that's invaluable, but also it's um, it's a brilliant bit of memorabilia. And it's cool to talk about with other other people that are into the same stuff. Hmm. Uh, like yeah, the, yeah. Like the, you're, you say you have Christopher Lee stuff, right? Like, yeah. That's, that's, that's wild to even hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah like my first film was with Christopher Lee. Like the yeah. first, first ever feature film I worked on was with Christopher Lee and we sat down and had dinner with him. The whole crew wow. and cast. Do we, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh my God, you know, like it's a memory, you know, it's like, that's just, you know, that, that's, that's kind of why you do these things. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah. Last question. This is just from me to you specifically. What, what do you okay. think your favorite practical effect is you've ever seen in a movie? I know it's a rough one. I don't know. I mean, I could tell you the, the best one I saw like in the last 10 years, sure. which is my friend Dave, who did the, uh, the, I bought the Peter Cushing stuff with, he did a, a production of freak show for Broadway. And they had like a snitzel puppet, which is the, the pinhead puppet, you know, from freaks, the movie, mm -hmm. you know, like, and it's a small, like diminutive, I think it's a lady. It might be a man, but it was a hand puppet, you know, and the, the puppets like, you could find it online, I think, but that blew me away. It's literally like, if you imagine like this uh, pinhead is sort of hugging the puppeteer and the puppeteer is actually puppeteering the head of the pinhead, you know, but the arms of the, the pinhead are wrapped so tightly around the puppeteer's waist that it looks like there's two people there, but actually it's just one person puppeteering. That's the best practical effect I've seen. If you want to edit this, What's the best practical effect I've ever seen? What? What? Tell me. I don't know. <laughs> Jaws. Jaws is the yeah. best practical effect. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the star of the fucking movie. And you see him maybe for 30 seconds the whole movie. Yeah. And it's shit. Uh, or E.T., you know? Yeah. I mean, Steven Spielberg has a lot. So E.T. is probably the... Actually, let's just fuck it. E.T. is the best practical effect ever yeah. been. That's amazing. I think I think because it carries the film and its title is in the film, you know, and it's there throughout the whole film, and, it, and you fall in love with it. So it was my first I think favorite that movie. Win. Yeah, no, it was my first favorite movie. Uh, was it? Yeah. I'm a I'm a rel I don't know how old you are, but I think I'm relatively younger than you. <laughs> um, no, sure. No, but I had it on VHR. We had a pirate, you know. I love that. Doing a call, doing a callback to Michael Jackson. I had this bo VHX box set of ET that had a record because Michael Jackson did like a theme song for it, so it had the record, a book with Michael Jackson and like ET just kind of chilling, 
and then the VHS <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of E.T. But uh, I wish I still had that. Damn. Man, those were just magical times. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. People go talk about, like, you know, oh, I remember the year where it's like, do you remember the year that E.T. was released and then American Wealth and then Thriller yeah. and everyone was just kind of dancing and happy and it was, people were break dancing. Do you remember that? No one break dancing. You know, people were break dancing. They were so happy. Like in, you know? like like in spraying, the streets. You know, graffiti on the walls. They were just spraying colors everywhere. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> no, I, 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 was, I think I was lucky enough to at least experience some of that. You know, I'm a <laughs> mid to late 80s baby. So, uh, I got I got okay. a little bit of that in the early early. Yeah, 90s. yeah, you got a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Dominic, thank you so much. I I no worries. I appreciate it. This has you know been a great interview. I I hope to uh, talk to you again eventually. Um, yeah, it'll be nice. Uh, no, thanks, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a lot. I could talk. <laughs> I could talk movies with you all day. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Just a <laughs> movie. But uh, <laughs> again, if you if you want to know more about Dominic Hellstone. He's got his Instagram, his website, uh, and then I'll also publish along with this episode some images that go along with some of the things we're talking about. Hopefully, I can find that puppet. I would really like to see that. Um, so again, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. Okay. Cheers, man. Mm-hmm.